You are listening to Defunct Games Presents Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. Previously on Cyril Reed's Metal Gear, Justin Haley is on a mission to break into outer heaven and rescue the Snake Men. What he doesn't know is that the commanders are lying to him, forcing him on a suicide mission as little more than a diversion for the real mission. Unfazed, Solid Snake has managed to annoy monkeys, scare off a pack of wild dogs, and avoid being crushed in a spiked death room. Most importantly, he found and rescued the Snake Men, though he doesn't know who he can trust. Justin has just found a secret room full of weapons and ammo, making this the first time our hero has truly felt in control. Will Solid Snake go on a shooting spree and beat the Metal Gear once and for all? Find out now when we dig into another chapter of Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. Chapter 8. Captured. Hello, whispered Haley urgently into his compass. Hello, Control. Do you copy? Was there anybody on the other side listening to him, monitoring his whereabouts? Haley didn't know. Doggedly, Solid Snake kept moving forward, from one room to another. He hoped to find Gray Fox, but his first priority was to locate the transceiver radio as soon as he could. Time was crunching for Justin Haley. He needed to receive his radio message from Central to guide him further into the depths of Outer Heaven. He had to have that radio transmission soon. Haley was feeling isolated, as though he'd been completely cut off from Foxhound Command. He didn't even know if the homing device, the compass, was operational. Was the base receiving him? Were they tracking him? Did they even know he was still alive? Taking the elevator down to the first floor, Solid Snake made up his mind to try keycard 2 to open those locked doors that hadn't responded when he had tried keycard 1. To locate Metal Gear, he would need a lot more clues. Haley emerged from the elevator into part of the level that was used as the storehouse. It was piled high with evenly stacked rows of heavy wooden crates, each one large enough to house a small truck or an all-terrain vehicle. Making his way through these stacked up wooden crates, which were painted with the Outer Heaven insignia, Justin Haley narrowly avoided a deadly trap door between two of them. But as he did, a nail protruding from one of the crates caught his sleeve and yanked his arm. The compass went flying out of Solid Snake's hands, down into the well of a trap door and out of sight. Solid Snake was stunned. He believed the compass to be his actual homing device, sending out a signal that only Foxhound Command could receive. He didn't know that the real homing device was sewn into the sleeve of his camouflage suit. Now Justin thought the loss of the compass had cut him off totally from Foxhound Command. He'd have to act completely on his own, without any thoughts of backup help from the U.S. Marines or Commander South. But perhaps, when he found the radio, Diana might be able to guide him. Solid Snake's search for the radio doubled in intensity, and there were still more Snake Men to set free. Some of them might have important clues for him. Haley moved swiftly, silently, cautiously, from room to room. 
In one of the key card one rooms, a prisoner named Frank Wachowski gave Justin Haley an important clue. Gray Fox is locked up in a hidden solitary cell room. The best way to get the hidden cell is to let the enemy capture you on purpose. Let the terrorists capture him. Actually surrender to an enemy in order to infiltrate more deeply. Might be a workable plan. Could this guy Wachowski be lying to trick him? Haley freed the prisoner and, thinking hard, set off again by himself. Looking through a door, Haley spotted three trucks parked in a row near the outside wall. Solid Snake had been lucky with trucks so far, locating rations, weapons, and necessary equipment in them. Could he get lucky again? Yes! In one of the trucks was an Ingram Mac II submachine gun with a full clip. With the Beretta, and now the lightweight, rapid-firing, automatic Mac II, not to mention the grenade launcher and the grenades and the anti-tank mines, Solid Snake was becoming a walking arsenal, ready for any fight. But it was also a pretty heavy load for one fighting man to carry. Maybe he'd make better time if he didn't have to walk or run everywhere. For example, if he had wheels. Haley decided to commandeer one of the trucks. It was at that very moment that Justin Haley's luck ran out. As he climbed into the cab of the truck, a squad of terrorists appeared as if out of nowhere. Suddenly, Solid Snake was surrounded on all sides. There were guards everywhere. Each man with an automatic weapon aimed straight at his chest. There were no options left. There was nothing to do but surrender. Haley put his hands up and allowed the terrorists to take him quietly. Captured! Solid Snake was a prisoner! Did this mean that his mission was at an end? A failure? Had he let the cord down, betrayed the Snake Men squad, Commander South, his country, and the free world? Haley suddenly recalled the words of Frank Wachowski, the last soldier he'd freed. The best way to get the hidden cell is to let the enemy capture you on purpose. Could that snake man be right? Solid Snake was about to find out. Roughly, the guard stripped Haley of his bandolier of grenades, the gas mask, the Beretta, the Mac 2, the anti-tank missiles, the ammo, the grenade launcher, the binoculars, and the rations. They confiscated all of Solid Snake's weapons and equipment, or at least they thought they did. There was one crucial exception. Katafi's men missed something. Because the terrorists could not conceive of Solid Snake having keycards in his possession, because they believed that he'd brought his own weapons into Outer Heaven with him, and because the keycards were no larger or thicker than an American Express card, the guards didn't find them when they frisked him for more weapons. The keycards were still safe deep down in the pocket of Solid Snake's camo. Now that he was a prisoner, what were the odds against him meeting Gray Fox? Wachowski had told him that the terrorists had the squad leader hidden away somewhere in solitary confinement. The guards spun Justin Haley around, and a black, greasy blindfold was tied tightly around his eyes. 
he could see nothing. Prodding Solid Snake along painfully with their weapons, they marched him, stumbling, inside a building and down a long corridor. They turned so many quarters that Haley couldn't hold on to his sense of orientation. He had no idea where they were taking him. At last, they reached a stopping point. The terrorists yanked cruelly at Solid Snake's arm to get him to stop. Justin Haley heard a cell door open, and he was pushed roughly inside, falling to the hard stone floor. The triumphant and mocking way the guards were laughing and sneering at him told Haley plainly that his interrogation would be next. And very soon. The guards didn't even bother to tie Justin up, another indication that they expected to be back to him within an hour. The door clanged shut. Reaching behind him, Solid Snake struggled with the thick knot of his blindfold until he got it off. The cell was so dimly lit that it was hard to make out anything except shadows. But in a few seconds, Haley's eyes had adjusted to the lack of light, and he looked around him. There was a chair in the corner in which was tied a single prisoner, barely conscious. He was bound and gagged. Justin Haley went to the prisoner. He removed the gag and untied the ropes that were cutting sharply into the man's wrists. Gently, he lifted his head and looked at his face. The man's features were so swollen as to be unrecognizable. Can you talk? Justin whispered. It's me, Haley. Solid snake. The man whispered back through cracked lips. So they sent you. I'm Gray Fox. The prisoner's voice faltered and his words became so faint that Haley had to press his ear against the squad leader's lips to hear what he'd say next. Listen carefully. We have very little time. The enemy is constructing the final weapon. Metal Gear. How close are they to having it finish? demanded Justin. Very close, perhaps less than an hour away. Gray Fox's words came slowly and painfully. Hang on, Gray Fox, urged Solid Snake. Don't leave me now. I need you. Can you describe Metal Gear? How does it work? Is it large? Small? No. None of the Snake Men have seen it. Do you know which building it's in? No, it's very well hidden. You're going to need a map. A map? What map? This was the first that Haley had heard about a map to Metal Gear. Where will I find this map? He asked intently. The squad leader tried to raise his head, but couldn't. I don't know. I only know there is one. What about Dr. Petrovich? Solid Snake asked. Have you any clue to where they might be holding him? Gray Fox shook his head painfully. He... He could be... Anywhere. 
Katafi keeps moving him around. And Ellen, his daughter, is she here too? Yes, Katafi's men have kidnapped her in order to make Dr. Petrovich talk. Didn't know that. It was obvious the gray fox was fading quickly. He needed a doctor. Haley felt the urgency of the situation tighten around him. This was the leader of his squad. He couldn't just let him die. He had to rescue Gray Fox. Solid Snake, listen. Not much time, Can. Can you get us out of here before they come back for us? Try, promised Haley. But with what? His bare hands? Chapter 9 The Escape. Haley's hands were bare of weapons or equipment, and time was running out. The clock of doom was already ticking, ticking. Katafi's terrorists would be back for them very soon, and that would mean certain death for the two snake men and total failure of the Outer Heaven mission. What was Haley to do? His rigorous snake man training had taught Solid Snake ways in which he could create whatever he needed from the immediate environment. He looked around him. What was there in this bare cell that he could use? Haley concentrated, visualized possible escape scenarios. One piece of luck gave Haley the slightest edge. Along with the two key cards, the terrorists had missed the little box of matches that Justin had found in the truck. Now, if Solid Snake was careful with them, they would at least have some illumination in this dark cell. And maybe the matches would be even more useful than just shedding light. Because although the cell was sealed tightly, Haley thought he could feel the nearest whisper of cold air seeping in from outside. Somewhere, there must be a crack in this cell wall. Lighting a match, he held it up as long as he could before it burned his fingers. Yes, there was a thin trickle of cold air coming in from somewhere outside the cell. The flame was flickering only in one direction. Haley lit up another match and held this one somewhat lower down next to the wall. The little match head of fire told him that air was flowing from that direction. With the third match burning, Solid Snake got down on his hands and knees and looked intently. He had to find the airflow before he used the book of matches up completely. Before the match burned out, Haley's hands found a small gust of air, and his eyes detected the beginnings of the crack in the wall, very close to the floor. He got down on his stomach, as close to the wall as he could, and inspected, feeling the wall carefully with his fingers. Yes, there was a fault in the masonry, a tiny crack in the wall, just beginning to break through to the other side. Now if he could only locate the weakest point in the fault. Solid Snake's fingers felt around until he touched the softest part. He felt the masonry begin to crumble a little under his touch. Satisfied, Justin Haley sat back on his haunches. Hold tight, Gray Fox, he said. Keep it together. Don't go dying on me now. I think maybe I see a way to get us out of here. 
Reaching over to where he'd dropped his blindfold when he'd torn it off, Solid Snake picked it up and folded the greasy cloth into three thicknesses. He wrapped the wad tightly around the knuckles of his right hand and made a strong fist. He stood up and squared his shoulders. Then, taking a deep breath and letting it out again in a tiger's roar, Haley ran towards the wall at top speed. At the last moment, he dropped down and aimed a karate punch with his wrapped fist straight at the center of the crack in the masonry, in the very heart of its weakest spot. Instantly, the brick and mortar gave way, and the hole opened in the cell wall. Scratching with his bare hands, Haley enlarged the hole. He had to work fast. The terrace would be back at any moment now. At last, the hole was large enough for a man to pass through. Gently, Justin lifted the weak gray fox in his arms as though the big man were a child and carried him to the hole, pushing him through to the other side of the cell wall. Then Solid Snake squeezed through the hole and stood up, brushing mortar and brick dust off his camo. Now they were free, but Gray Fox was too weak to stand, and Solid Snake was without a weapon. He would have to stash his squad leader in some relatively safe place and make an effort to recapture his weapons and other gear, or else find new ones. He'd already lost valuable time. Gray Fox had said that he had less than an hour to get to Metal Gear and disarm it. Because he'd been brought there blindfolded, and because his cell was so well hidden, Haley had no idea what part of Outer Heaven they were in now. Would either of these cards work here? There was a small door behind one of the columns that held up the ceiling, and Haley tried keycard one on the lock. No go. The lock wouldn't budge. Keycard two, he heard a click. All right, this one got the door open. The room was empty, no prisoners, no equipment. It was probable that Gray Fox would be as safe here as anywhere in the compound. I'll be back for you as soon as I can, Healy told the squad leader. Try to stay alive, Gray Fox. We'll get through this thing. You're a good man, Solid Snake. Gray Fox barely whispered. If anyone can succeed in this mission, it's you. The squad leader reached inside his pocket. One last thing, he said. Take these goggles. They're infrared. There's laser traps on some of the floors. And you can see them with these goggles. Solid Snake left Gray Fox lying on the floor of the room, closed the door behind him, making a mental note of the layout so that he could find the squad leader later, if there was a later. Without even knowing which level he was on, or in what building, Justin Haley resumed his search of Outer Heaven, still looking for the radio, for a weapon, and for clues of the Metal Gear. To be continued. And now, Metal Gear Substance. A look back at chapters 8 and 9. You know what? I'm done with this book. What the hell is going on here? In, in the first seven chapters, we see Solid Snake collect a bunch of cool guns and missile launchers. 
I went into this chapter expecting, you know, Rambo, a take-no-prisoners douchebag kind of guy, gunning everybody down who gets in his way. I was looking forward to decapitations and Justin ripping intestines out and, and that missile being shot at, like, point-blank range action stuff. That's that's not what happens in the world of power. Worlds of blue balls is more like it. What are you, what are you doing to me? Before Snake can even fire a warning shot, he's immediately caught and thrown into a cell. Yeah, things are nothing, dicks. And what's with the guy anyway? He spends the entire book sneaking around, and, and all of a sudden he feels necessary to make as much noise as possible stealing a truck? You, you you didn't think somebody would notice that? Don't you remember when the, the commander said this was a sneaking mission? This isn't Grand Theft Auto, so get your head in the game. Here's the one thing I don't understand about this week's episode. He's blindfolded and thrown into a cell, but even before he's able to get the blindfold off, Haley notes that the enemies are sneering at him. Well, how would he be able to see the, the sneers if he's blindfolded? Could he be, could he see the whole time he was going to a cell? No, because he notes many, many times that he doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't even know what building he is or how he got there. Yet, he can see the facial expressions of his captors? Oh, and before I forget, how's Grey Fox been keeping track of time? He's been tortured and left for dead in a cell. You would think he would have bigger things on his mind than keeping track of just when Metal Gear would become operational. What the hell? Alright, that's about all I have for you in this episode. Tune in next Wednesday when we go through chapters 10 and 11. We're halfway through the book and I guarantee the best is yet to come. You'll see what I mean.